Welcome to your mom. Your mom podcast. Your mom's podcast. This isn't any podcast. This is your mother's podcast. My mom's podcast. Nah, dude, she's your mom. With Ashley Addison and Lisa McCaffrey. Your mom is a podcast. Shut up, dude. Your mom is back. Bonus episode, Lisa. We haven't done too many of these. Not too many at all. Mm-hmm. No, I'm excited. This is one right up my alley. It is. This is, I, and I'm just going to give you. I'm going to give you the floor. So Ashley Adams and Lisa McCaffrey back with you, and and we've got a uh, topic near and dear to your heart. Uh, yep. You talk about health and wellness all the time, and I feel like I, I'm able to like take one iota of all these little tips and things that you give me. And I'm like, man, one of these days when I just pause, I'm actually going to do all the stuff that Lisa says that I should be doing. Um, I only do it because I'm like 80 million years old. So I have to do it. That's the difference. I'm not like, well, you look great for 80 million anymore. Hottest 80 million year old that I know for sure. Hottest um, (laughs) over 50 podcaster on your mom there. No, but I do. I think that this is, this is going to be a great episode for no matter where you are, you know, in your life, whether you're a parent or not, uh, a young person, an older person, I think um, the conversation that we're having today and the guest who we have on, who we're going to introduce in just so one excited. second, yeah. I'm so excited to talk to her. She's absolutely amazing. So Fountain Life is is kind of the company. And I'm going to ask you before we kind of lay into what exactly it is that they do mm-hmm. and the aspiration. I mean, it's, it's aspirational work that they're doing from everything right. that I know about it. And you read their mission and kind of understand what they're doing. But explain to me how you found out about Fountain Life and how you encountered them and and kind of just a little background before we, before we bring our guest on. Yeah. Well, once again, I guess all my revelations the last couple of years have happened while I was driving to Greeley. (laughs) Um, Long story short, I was, I used I read a lot of articles about health and wellness, you know, just I'm over 50 now. So I'm, you know, trying to get, you know, trying to stay fit and whatnot. And I'm trying to age correctly. It's, you know, like age so that my kids don't have to like take care of me too much and I can just, you know, be independent and healthy. So, um, every article I read referred to this book called Life Force by Tony Robbins. I had never met Tony Robbins, never read a Tony Robbins. I knew that he was an inspirational speaker or whatnot. Other than that, I knew nothing about him, but all of these articles kept referring to this book, um, this book. So I got it on tape and while driving to Greeley, I listened to it. And um, he started talking about this place called Fountain of Life that was, I'm like, I was in awe of It's It's basically you go in and you get tested up, down, left, and right. Nothing hurts by the way. So don't be just <laughs> deterred from that, but you get tested almost like pre-screening to figure out if you have any precondition um, diseases or anything, any preconditions that, you know, you can be aware of and stop right there, hopefully um, stop in the tracks. Or if you know of something, you know, it's, it's obviously it's early on, then you can take steps to have whatever it is not progress. But I'm like, wow, this is amazing. This is like, this is just so amazing. And they can, you know, and it would, there are, what I loved about it is I was reading in the, in the um, book, they're sometimes simple as taking a certain vitamin that you might be depleted in that literally can help you and make you feel better. um, And like nutritional changes. I was like, I was obsessed with the idea. So um, anyway, we have the chief medical officer on today and I couldn't be more excited. I'm going to pick her brain, poor thing. So, and I have a revelation (laughs) that I need to talk to her about. Yes. All right. Well, yes. And and I think let's, let's also lay out too, like their mission. And, and again, it's, it's aspirational. It's high-minded. I love everything about the work they're doing, but it's, um, verbatim off their website to transform the current healthcare system into one that is both proactive and data-driven 
enabling us to boost longevity and catch and treat illnesses earlier than ever before. So it's it's yeah. what you just said, Lisa, but, but just, in a more- But it's said it in a nice, like, smart way. Not like, like a one sentence. I probably should have just read that, but <laughs> yeah, hey, we're but, not the experts. But thankfully, we have someone here who absolutely is an expert, as you mentioned, Dr. <laughs> Ellen Messier, our guest today, uh, down in Lake Nona, Florida. First of all, I'm going to give all of your credentials, but just welcome and, and thank you for being on your mom. We really appreciate you thank staying you. up a little bit later, your time to hang out with us. Today. So yeah. awesome to be here with you. Thank you guys. Oh. Excited to talk about this mission with you. We did, And we got a lot to talk about. And, you know, you've been on this journey for a while. And I know Fountain Life, I think you were telling us, officially launched about two years ago. But real quick and tell me, make sure that I get all this right. So you've got your Bachelor of Science um, your honors in genetics and a PhD in molecular immunology from the University of Alberta. So you're from Canada? I am. Originally. Mm -hmm. Love it. That's why you're so nice. That's why you're so <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. delightful. <laughs> um, and then your postdoctoral studies you did at La Jolla Institute for Allergy and Immuno Immunology in San Diego. And then you also have your MD from the University of Calgary, board certified in family medicine. It goes on and on and on. <laughs> but I think what's really interesting is that um, from a doctor perspective, and I guess I'll just open it up to you and sort of ask you, how did in your journey in medicine, did you come to a place where you said, hey, I want to I want to be more aspirational. I want to think about not just treating symptoms, um, but I want to get to the root of it. Like, how did you arrive to, to kind of the work yeah, you're doing today? Yeah. That's a great question. And, and it's funny, a lot of people come to this realization after having a health issue themselves. I didn't. I actually you know, be, went through science, chose to go into medicine because I wanted to take all that amazing uh, scientific knowledge that I was learning in the lab and actually make a difference rather than, you know, publish a paper and have it sit on a shelf for, you know, someone to eventually find if ever. And so, so, you know, I, I went into medicine and I got out into practice and primary care and realized that 80% of what I saw was chronic disease. And, you know, it, it's an epidemic of chronic disease. And that is what you see in, in really primary care. And I realized that the tools that I had been taught in med school weren't actually making an impact on that chronic disease. You know, I could take their symptoms away for a while, but I wasn't really impacting the progression of that disease and it would continue. And so I really went, there's gotta be something else. And I went back into the literature because I was used to that in the scientific world and went, wow, there's a lot of information here that they never taught me in med school. Why don't we know and use this stuff? And that really got me into what I call the field of translational medicine. And really, what is that? You know, it's taking what we know in the scientific world and actually applying it in the clinical world in real time. Now, typically that translational gap is around 15 to 20 years, even today. Mm. Wow. By the time we know something scientifically and actually try to apply it, uh, clinically or medically, it's still that long. And so I started yeah. kind of reinventing the wheel and going, wow, you know, these people I see with chronic disease and, you know, there's those patients that taught you along the way, right? The ones that they've been everywhere and no one had an answer for them. And I would go back. It's like, well, let's try this. You know, there's a paper that could, you know, this might help. And, and let's look at that. And I realized that I just needed better toolkits. And so really started, um, well, you get a reputation, you start seeing harder and harder cases, first of all, and, um, and needing a more, and more and more tools to actually do something. So I really just started doing all the omics, right? So that's mm. 
genomics, right? I was the very first person to actually, well, not the first, but one of the first people to sequence my own genome. That yeah. was back when it was, I paid $10,000 for it. Now you can do it in a hundred dollars, but, yeah. um, you know, just starting to collect that kind and of, was that the spit test the Gino one? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So now yeah. you literally spit a in a test and you yes, can send it off. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an easy test is my point. That's what I was trying to say. You just literally, you yeah, in a beaker. Exactly. Yeah, you, you fill it up a little bit. Yeah, DNA that's in every cell of your body and in your yeah. cheek cells, you can get it from any cell in your body. It'll be the same DNA. And, you know, just using metabolomics, proteomics, looking at all the metabolites, proteins. Anyway, all of that being said, I really started delving deep into that and realizing that we're not going to make an impact on chronic disease unless we actually go much further upstream. By the time that we identify a disease, by the time it's symptomatic, that's really late. Yeah. We have to go way further upstream and look at that, not only early disease, catch it very early when it's way easier to do something about, but even before that, when we start to look at those dysfunctions that are happening in the body that over time result in disease. And so the same toolkit, looking at those dysfunctions can actually help reverse chronic disease and also prevent it. And so that wow. was sort of how I got into this. And it got me into the whole world of what we call functional medicine. I realized I wasn't the only doctor that thought that way, although for a while I thought I was. It felt <laughs> like it, I'm sure. <laughs> it yeah. felt like it. And, uh, and we're able to actually, you know, now there's a lot more doctors. There are not as many as we'd like yet, but that are starting to think this way. And, you know, it's, it's so important. And, and that's really what got me through a series of many steps and doing this in many different iterations, eventually ended up at Fountain Life, which I think is where we're really going to move the needle uh, in, in this whole conversation around healthcare. Why do you think it, it um, I mean, it's shocking to me. I hear you describe this and it makes perfect sense and why we wouldn't try to treat something or pre-screen or do something so that we get ahead of it. Why do you think it that what you're one of a very few select people? Yeah, in the we're not industry? we're not taught that in med school, yeah. right? You, you know, guys, are, it seems in med school everybody's so specialized; mm -hmm. they don't take into account the whole body and how whatever part part of your body relates to everywhere else. Whereas this, it found like they test every you know they test your heart, they test your brain, they test your bones, and I just thought that was it was just fascinating, you know, because I do believe it's all related. Like every part of your body yeah. is. Yeah, you know, your, your hand doesn't exist separate from the rest of your body. Your brain doesn't exist separate from the rest of your body. If right. you have inflammation in one part of your body, you have it everywhere, right? right. So what right. you're describing is what we call a systems biology approach, right? Everything right. is connected. And right. what we've done in medicine up to now is we've sort of segregated a person into these what we call organ system diagnoses, right? Or organ right. systems. So if you have a rash, you go see the dermatologist. If you have something, you know, problem with your gut, you go see the gastroenterologist. Right. You have kidney. But, you see, you know, yeah. Kidney. But, you know, the same inflammation that might be causing the rash could be causing all sorts of other things, too. So, so because we're so separated what we do is just treat the symptoms of that particular thing at the time. Now, by the time you wait for symptoms to occur, it's really late. And so, you know, for example, 70% of people who have heart attacks have no symptoms before the heart attack, right? Wow. 70%, but how do we screen for that? Well, we'll test your cholesterol. Well, it turns out that 70% of those people that have heart attacks 
of normal cholesterol. So that's not necessarily the answer that's going to predict who's going to get a heart attack. So if you go, you know, we're talking about moms and parents on this podcast, uh, atherosclerosis or the whole process of, of cardiovascular disease starts in teenagers. It starts really early. So if you do autopsies on, you know, teenagers because they died in a car accident or for some other reason, you see the beginnings of atherosclerosis in their arteries. Right. And a lot of it's, I learned too, it's not, it's not all health, um, your lifestyle. It's all, it's a lot of it's inherited as well. Like it's a a good, it's a combination of both. Right. right? Absolutely. It's always, you know, some people are definitely more susceptible. So yes, if you have a family history, you know, it's, it's probably all the more reason to get checked <laughs> out. Reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's so common, right? It, right, right. Disease is an example. Still the biggest killer. You know, every 30 seconds, someone has a heart attack. Yeah. Just imagine how many people have had heart attacks on the time we've been talking. I know. Right. Oh. Yeah. It's, when it's you put it that way. And so sudden, it's like just so, you know, shocking and sudden because they haven't tested. And they don't know, realize they're susceptible. So And it's not, I mean, it is sudden, but if you look for it, you can find it. Right. And I think right. that's the key is yeah. finding it before you get the heart attack exactly. going way earlier. Yeah. And so that, so let's just say you, you test somebody, you sequence somebody and it comes up that they are at a risk for having heart disease or heart attack. What, what then are the preventions that are different than discovering this, you know, 10, 20, 30 years later? Yeah. Well, number one, it's a lot easier to reverse or stop, right? So it's a lot easier to stop something from progressing when you don't have all this plaque in your artery and it's already kind of blocked in the first place. Uh, but it, it, you want to go further upstream. The, the key is really to start understanding why that particular person has the cardiovascular disease in the first place. So is it, um, you know, lifestyle? Yes. Diet, nutrition, exercise, all those things play a big role. Family history does. Absolutely. We look at your genetics, whether you're susceptible to it, but we also look at other things. We know toxins in our environment can also play a role. We know that our mouth microbiome, right? All of the bacteria and microorganisms that live in our mouth are strongly associated with cardiovascular disease. Right. We know that mitochondrial dysfunction, you know, it's kind of the buzzword right now, but mitochondria, those are the little power plants of our cell. They, what they take the food that we eat and they turn it into energy. When those aren't efficient, when they become a little bit dysfunctional, that's actually one of the first things that underlies cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, neurodegenerative disease, like Alzheimer's. So we want to look back then and that kind of dysfunction again happens years and years before. So we, you know, we, we have the ability to find it, you know, diabetes is a great example where, um, you know, we start to get a little bit of insulin resistance and our blood sugar starts to go a little higher, but it's still in normal range. Now, remember that normal range is not optimal range, first of all, right? So normal range is just what the bell curve of the population and so that doesn't mean the worse our unhealthier our population gets, the unhealthier normal becomes essentially. Right. Uh, but, but that is still normal. And then it slowly goes up and it takes maybe a decade or more and your blood sugar gets a little higher, a little higher. And suddenly it hits that magic number. Boom, you've got diabetes. Now yeah. you've got a diagnosis of a diabetes and right. people will go, I just caught diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, 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 you didn't. (laughs) Building. Yeah. Wow. I I imagine it's also pretty, um, there's a mental health aspect to this too, right? I mean, and then there always is when you think about when, you know, long-term illnesses and, and everything that you do in the medical space, but how do you guys approach when you sit down with someone and say, okay, look, you, yeah, we yeah. did all your sequencing you did. And here, Lisa, guess what? This, I have some really big news for you. I mean, some of it is probably a relief yeah. that, okay, I have this knowledge, but it's also probably, I'm imagining. It's, it's scary. Really yeah. It's scary, scary to sit there and get all of your results. You're, you're like a little yeah. nervous about probably it. Probably why some people don't want to know, you know, like, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's some, like, I just, I'm fine. I'm good. I don't need to know. Right. I'm all set, yeah. And so. I think that's true. I think a lot of people do feel that way. And if there was nothing you can do about it, that would make sense. Yeah. Right. If it's like, I don't want to know because I can't do anything about it anyway, sure. then then fine. You know, and maybe there's some genetic diseases like Huntington's that you might not want to know. Right. But but there's other, the everything that we're testing for here at Fountain Life, we can do something about. So is it, you know, it's kind of like being the ostrich sticking your head in the sand. Um, you right. know, you can be stupid or you yeah. can yeah. actually, you know, test and go, wow, it's awesome that I found this. Because now I can do something. Exactly. And now I can reverse if you it. approach it like that, it's actually relieving. You're yes. like, wow, okay, I can reverse this or prevent it. it so I power I, back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So no, it, it definitely it kickstart my husband into working out a little more for sure. Um, no, but just seeing and you know, his results weren't bad, but it just, you know, he was a little bit, you know, said more sedentary than sedentary than I had been, and his results showed. And so yeah. it got it kind of kickstarted him back to working out and stuff. So I don't mean to brag or anything, but my <laughs> liver was amazing. Like if there was a sports illustrated like liver issue. My liver would be on it. That's my brag. Sorry. Not everything was perfect, but I had a really good liver. So awesome. I, I actually, that I am in awe of that because I know that my liver results will look very Yours different. Yours is not going to be so, uh-uh. so stellar, uh-uh. Ashley. I can pretty much. If I ever, yeah. Wow. That, that was the one you, thing Lisa. that was, I have, I don't mean to brag, but I have the liver of a teenager who doesn't drink. So thank you. Thank you. That is so awesome. <laughs> so, and we used to think that liver disease, right? Fatty liver yeah. was always from drinking, like you said. But it's not. It turns out we're seeing it like this was only recently, you know, 20 years ago, where we really realized that, like, wow, we're seeing all this liver disease, this fatty liver, and these people aren't drinking. What's right. going on? It's from, you know, carbohydrates raised from lifestyle on the ice cream a little bit yeah because he's not a big drinker but he had a little his liver wasn't as stellar as mine was yeah so. sugar tends to do yeah. that they're like hmm, what's the difference here i don't eat a vat of ice cream at night so <laughs> we cut back yeah. well and and so i guess and, and for both of you because lisa you've, you've obviously done it and now i'm sure have some different things that you're thinking about and looking at and doing differently but what are the, you know, I'm sure it ranges, but what are the different things in terms of like, hey, supplements, eating differently? I mean, how, what's the range of, there's a, there's probably a high end of like, you got to be real serious right now and just sort of, hey, you got to think about your lifestyle a little bit differently. What's the... Yeah, yeah. And we can sort of say how, you know, severe you have to do it right away. Like, is this an emergency situation where you... Maybe it's a pharmaceutical, maybe it's a drug to, you know, potentially lower that cholesterol or some of the risk factors or stabilize that plaque. 
uh, or you know if your blood sugar is really high to try to drive that down. Uh, so definitely that. Definitely supplements if we're finding certain nutrient deficiencies or, or other things to, to really help with that. But again, targeted, taking supplements yeah. without really understanding without, right. why exactly. you're taking them can be problematic. Yeah, I learned that um, I needed, I was shockingly, because I do take D, that I needed a little more D. Um, and I thought, I, oh, you have to take it with zinc. And they're like, you know what? No, because zinc throws off your copper and, and it all, it's all, everything's a balance. So they're like, cut back on the zinc, you know, just because of the other stuff is, is getting imbalanced. Yeah. So anyway, that was one thing I learned and I thought that was fascinating. But Yeah, it does need to be imbalanced. And the only yeah. way to really know is to test. To test, right? exactly. That's what I yeah. love that. Yeah, just to yeah. see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. And you know, sometimes it, it obviously it's diet and, and nutrition and stress and right. sleep and sleep. exercise. That was a big one too. Right. Yeah. So uh, just one like half hour less of sleep a night can increase all your inflammatory markers. Mm -hmm. And maybe not like, I don't know, like the six pack, like Ashley has every night instead. Maybe <laughs> yeah, like get the wine coolers, give them a break. Uh, <laughs> I, but I think it's so interesting because we, we go to our doctors and they tell us you need to sleep, don't drink too much, eat healthy, get your vegetables. Like we know all of these things. And yet I think until you have data that I could look at, I mean, I'm just thinking for myself personally, if I, if someone were to show me and say, look, these are your numbers, this is where you are mm -hmm. and you need to really pay attention. Uh, you better bet. I'd be a lot more serious about taking yeah. some vitamins about yeah. not having that extra, whatever it is. Like, I, I think that that is probably the magic of being able to look at the science and say, no, this isn't just your doctor telling you like, <laughs> Hey, these things are good for you. You'll feel better if you do this. Like this is your body needs you to do this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. That's exactly what we see, right? right. A lot of people know, like, I know I need to sleep. I know I need to exercise. I know I need to, but, but really once you see it and once you see the effect on your body, the motivation is totally, totally. It kickstart yeah. yeah. my husband into running with me. It was like, no, yeah. it was, and I'd been telling him forever. I'm like, at least walk. I mean, I don't, I don't, and it's not even a look thing. It's not like, oh, you got to be hot. No, it's health wise. So, I mean, we're always like, come on, let's get a little. So it is. And been get awesome. a little hotter, Ed. You could. You yeah, know, Ed, do you mind? I want, you, <laughs> I want chiseled abs like you used to have. No, I don't care about that, but I just don't want you to die on me, buddy. Okay. <laughs> let's not do that. And no, he lost 10 pounds since, since he talked to uh, oh. Dr. Kingsbury. Yeah. He's been really getting after That's it. I know awesome. I'm proud of him. So. But he needed to hear that. Just like you said, he needed as, especially as a male, I hate saying that, yes. but as like, he needed to see the data and hear what he had to say. And he had some things that were like, it's so easy for him to, he had like, whatever, it's like a hundred percent muscle. Like there was a muscle thing that you guys test and his muscle thing was off the chart. Like the doctor, I don't think he knew he was a football player previously. And, um, he was like, wow, this is like really <laughs> high your muscle. So he has the ability to, you know, get in better shape. And so that kind of also gave him a little pump too, yeah, but mixed with some of the other things. He's like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta get to step in. So yeah. yeah. And then like, you want a follow up test to see what you're doing if it's working. Right. Exactly. So right. The motivation is knowing that what you need to do is exactly what you need to do, not just right. kind of the guess that might be for the general population. And right. then when you do it, you retest and you go, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, and we are seeing, we're seeing plaque reverse. We're seeing okay. wow. like weight loss, like you mentioned, you know, yeah. a lot. We're seeing diabetes reverse. We're seeing all of that is absolutely possible. So chronic disease is not written in stone. It's completely reversible. Yeah. And which is so, so amazing. And to me, that's just like such a simple thing to do. Like 
just go get tested and see where you are and, and just jumpstart yeah. for your health. Cause I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to live forever, but I would like to feel really good as I age. You know, well, I want to pretty good for 80 million years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's a clinical diagnosis of how good you right. are for 80 million years. <laughs> so take that to the bank. Oh, I, I just have to imagine like you're, so you're the CSO and CMO of Fountain Life. And this thing is, you know, you've, you've really been at it for two years. You said you launched about, I can, I mean, you, you should do a documentary on what it was like to, to start this in the process and everything you've been through. Cause I'm sure there's a million stories, yeah. but I imagine the things that keep you going is when you, when you see like the outcomes, right. And you're able to help these patients. I mean, it is transformational. You're not just helping somebody feel better after they've been diagnosed with something that's going to alter their life. Like you're helping them fundamentally and their children and their grandchildren and all yeah. of those things. Like but my really mom lives in Miami amazing. and um, she has a bunch of friends. She's, you know, 85, but she has all these friends that were, you know, having issues and whatnot. And I, I gave them the book. I gave them the book, the Tony Robbins book. And three of them have gone to the Naples facility and it has changed their life. The one, the, her one friend um, had, he had chronic back pain and just a couple simple things. And he's like, oh, it's a miracle. It was like, it changed my life. And, you know, and he's older and he can do a lot of the things he wasn't able to do. So, yeah. I mean, he's happier. Every, I don't know. I just think it's just, I think it's so great. It's like the state of the art. I really do. I believe yeah. that it's. Yeah. And we really have to do this. Really, our, our society can't wait for us not to do this. Yeah. You know, with our aging population, we call it the silver tsunami, right? <laughs> we know that the baby boomers are all now over 65, that this is going to be our, our healthcare system. The way we know it today will be absolutely unsustainable. We will, our children who are growing up will not be able to support our generations like the 50, 60 and older. Um, we, it, our whole society will collapse, right? We were going to, we're going to have to make very difficult decisions on, you know, rationing care, who gets this, who gets that. Not everybody will have it. So we have to do it now. And it's totally doable. And that's really what we're, what we really want to do at Fountain Life is, is move that needle and change that whole conversation of what we're having around healthcare to, to really, first of all, you know, yes, maybe not 80 million, but you know, we can live to 120 healthily <laughs> without having that decline, right? Without that, that last 10 to 20 years of someone's life being, you know, getting worse yeah. and worse and worse and not being able to walk and not being able to tie your shoes or feed yourself. Like remember. that's not a way to live. Right. And, and we can actually stop that and keep you healthy for as long as you live. So what we call extend not only your lifespan, but your health span. Yeah. That's really important. And, and, and really address those four leading causes of early death and disability, which we've talked about, right? Cardiovascular disease, di you know, metabolic disease, neurocognitive disease, and cancer. If we can do that, then we can optimize everything else. Yeah. I love it. And I think the question I have, Dr. Messi, is yeah, I'm listening to you. And if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go do this tomorrow. I think the reality is this isn't something that yet uh, is covered by insurance, right? Like mm -hmm. this is, a, this is for the most part, I mean, it sounds like this is something that this is an investment. So can you kind of talk about sort of what the, you know, who sort of has access to it? And in your mind, your dream for five, 10, 20, whatever it is years from now, what it looks like and who it's available to and how we can make this really a part of our healthcare system instead of it just being this kind of one-off 
these high-minded healthcare people who are like, hey guys, wake up. We got all this stuff right here that we're not using. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So absolutely, you know, right now it is an investment. It's an investment in your health. And, you know, we make investments in all kinds of other things, our cars, our, you know, fancy swimming pools, <laughs> yeah, all house. of that, right? But, you know, if you ask a, a healthy man, they have thousands of wishes and goals. If you ask a sick man or woman, they have only one, yeah. right? And, and our health, if we don't have our health, we don't have anything. And, and that's all we want is to get better. So, yes, it is an investment right now. The ultimate goal is to democratize this, right? We are collecting a huge, and we talked about the data-driven, we're, we're collecting an enormous data set right now, a very you know, uh, comprehensive data set, including blood work and all the, the CT scan and the MRI, all of that. Our ultimate goal is to pare down that data. We're going to find the most predictive biomarkers that eventually, you ask five, 10 years from now, this will all be available in a tube of blood. And wow. this will be available for everybody. But it takes the people that can afford it now to do that so that everybody else can. And I liken that to the cell phone. You know, some of you listeners, if you remember when the first cell phones came out, you know, there was these big clunky boxes. Oh, yeah. They cost a ton of money. They were a fortune, but people bought them, right? And it's only because people bought them, those first adopters, that we now have, you know, these cell phones today. Right. Such an interesting analogy. I yeah. hadn't thought about that, but of course, yeah. yeah. So not only are investing in yourself, you're investing in yeah. the future, the future of, and the data. for everybody else too. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, well, I have one. Go ahead, Lisa. But I've got. I feel like you need to because I've hijacked this conversation, and you um, have a well, really I, amazing. I have amazing news, but you may be depressed after hearing this. But it's. <laughs> It makes me feel like I might be smart one day. We are about to be related. I don't know if you knew this, but my son. She's old, looking at you like, what? Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, I want to get the DNA testing. I'm not related to that idiot. <laughs> I got to look at your results. Like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. She's not, she's kind of annoying and she sounds like she smokes. She has no idea what any medical terms are. Yeah. Okay. My oldest son yesterday just got engaged to Kathleen Messier which is your last name, Helen Messier, um, who is, okay, so I found out, because I asked, I saw your name, and I'm like, oh, no way they'll relate. I didn't even look <laughs> it up. And then I read your bio, and I realized you're from Canada. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, we, this is so weird. So I asked Kathleen, Ma my son Max's fiance, as of yesterday, um, if she knew. By the way. Yay. Congrats. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is not, this is hot off the press. This is, oh, yeah, this is this, it, it will be announced tomorrow yeah. and we'll drop this podcast tomorrow night. So it's all good. We're all good. Anyway, um, I found out from her mom, Jen, Jen Messier, who's, um, that you are her first cousin's wife. Do you know that? I know. That yes. is amazing. <laughs> How funny is that? What a small yeah. And you know <laughs> Kathleen. Oh my gosh, isn't it? Well, That's, I know. My mind was blown. I'm like, I, I'm going to want to tell oh you this. Oh my program. gosh, what a small world. I know. Isn't it crazy? Yes. And they're to, like, also, you are of um, your last name is Messier. Mark Messier is you're related to him, the famous hockey player, as that's Kathleen's uncle. Uncle. So, and that's as a reference for the sports right. fans. So, it's, it's, yeah. By Marin, my husband um, is my Mark Messi is my husband's cousin. 
So they're and brothers. Yeah, exactly. So that's her, her mom, Jennifer's mom, Jennifer's brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad we validated this because I'm, when Lisa texted me yesterday and she was like, I think Dr. Messe is my, like, is Kath's like mom's cousin. And I'm like, dude, you are such a name dropper. Yeah. Like you don't <laughs> know everybody. Stop. Like, oh, I just want okay. to be related to somebody oh, super God. smart. That's I it. I was dying <laughs> laughing. So it is. So it's real. Okay. Good. By the go. transitive family. <laughs> and you too, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, by the transitive property, can I be smart too then? And like, have all your... <laughs> I, think, wow. I think so. I think that's how it works. I love it. So thank oh. you for welcoming me into the family. What a small world though, truly. Yeah, like that's an amazing <laughs> connection. I love it. Um, I heard from Kathleen's mom, Jennifer said, she goes, you know, I don't know. I don't know Helen very well, but all I know is that everybody in the family is incredibly proud of her because she is exceptionally smart over the top. Smart. Like everyone's in awe. They're all like hockey players in the hockey world. And they're like, and then we have this like bright light, this like amazing, beautiful doctor. Like, wow. So, oh, small world. I love it. I love it. Well, you've been so generous with your time and we don't want to keep you any later, but I, I would love if you... I mean, maybe two last things, like high level beyond just the work, thinking about what you've done in your career and how you've looked at things and how you haven't just, and I, I really applaud you for it. My, um, my dad and my stepmom worked as, you know, they were in the medical consulting world for a long time and their mission was always to get people to look at things like we treat the symptoms and not actually mm -hmm. the patient. And there were all these different things around the patient experience. So I've been kind of exposed to that line of thinking my whole life through their work. And I just, I think it's really hard to, in the medical world or any industry to go against the grain and say like, Hey, what are we, what are we missing here? We're not thinking big enough. We could be right. thinking way bigger. So I applaud you endlessly for the work you're doing and think it's amazing. Is there anything from a, you know, that we haven't talked about from a big picture? Like, yes, if you can do this, go get it done. And hopefully it'll be available to everybody at some point soon, but from a health and wellness standpoint, to people who are listening to this podcast that say like, I know I want to be healthier. I know I want to do better. Like, do you have any advice about kind of some tangible one or two things that, that might be helpful that you wish Ashley you wants to take a magic pill that makes her healthy. Yeah. Do you have one of those? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a great, I wish I do the magic yeah. pills exercise. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. We well, hear it all the time, right? I believe that so, so much. I, I think really, you know, and again, the age of the listeners, if you, you have children, it matters what you do now, right? We tend to think that, oh, that's like, I don't have to worry about that until I'm in my 50s and 60s, right? That's, but what you do now is going to determine what you're like in your 50s and 60s. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not about scaring, it's not about, but it does matter. And, and so just being aware and the little things, the little things matter. You don't have to totally change your lifestyle. You don't have to totally, but just become aware, right? Eat one more vegetable, eat, you know, like just go walk for one walk. more mile. Yeah. One more, not even a mile. Just Mile, right. Minutes, exactly. Right. Just, you know, but become aware. Like if you can get a continuous glucose monitor and stick that on and see what happens to your blood sugar when you're stressed, right? right? A patient who, you know, was wearing a, one of the continuous glucose monitors and he texts me, he's like, my blood sugar just went way up. And I wasn't, I didn't eat anything, but I was playing video games. And, and so oh, wow. you know, things like that actually affect That was Ed. Thing. That was Ed. <laughs> no, kidding. It wasn't. <laughs> so, 
I don't. I did. Did Ed have to sign like some HIPAA document for you to be able to talk about all this on your podcast? I, know, I, like, I didn't even ask him. I'm like, oops, cat's out of the bag. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that I think is really important because sometimes you just feel like I mean, it's it always seems like oh to get into shape or to start doing this, but to to just try and make it habits and start small. Start yeah. small. Start yeah. small. You know, that book, Tiny Habits, great book. Just make little changes and the little changes add up. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I hope we get to hang out in person at some point. Well, we will since we're family. I was going to say, next family barbecue, please invite me. (laughs) Congratulations to both of you, by the way, on becoming new family members. That was just the ultimate, like the timing of all of this was just poetic. It literally was yesterday they got engaged. I, I yesterday. know. That's why it was crazy. So that's yeah. so great. All right. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for making yeah. the time for this. And uh, we, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, where can you direct them? Yeah. Go to our website, www.fountainlife.com. Uh, and we have everything on there. Uh, you know, give us a call. We'd be happy to answer any questions you have. And I have to say, you guys, when I went in, it was such an easy day. It was so enjoyable. The people there, the um, the nurse practitioners couldn't have been nicer. They put us in these cute outfits, um, which I kind of wanted to keep because they looked like scrubs and made me think I could pose as a doctor in the grocery store. With your but, hot liver. Yeah, uh, my really like good looking Centerfold. Liver. <laughs> But then no, and we went through all these tests because you weren't allowed to eat in the morning. But then after we did the the testing where you weren't supposed to eat, after we did it, they had like a full lunch that we ordered. It was, oh, it's just, it was a really pleasant experience. Nothing hurt during these. I mean, they did take a little blood, but come on, calm down. The results are worth it. What you get, what you learn from it is worth removing a little blood, but like a bone density test, there was nothing, some MRIs, super easy. It was, and, and the results are just magical. I mean, the modern technology and modern science is, I mean, use it. Let's there. Let's use it. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's yeah. make yeah, exactly. people feel better and feel good. So I think that's I really it. important. So. Well, Lisa, thank you for making this happen because I oh. didn't know anything about it. And now you've sent me that book and I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. And I, Dr. Messier, this is, uh, I, I hope not the last time that we get to connect, but good luck with everything. Thank you. Guys you. Such fun. Informational work. Yeah. It was a blast to hang out with you and um, we'll be in touch soon. We'll link to all of uh, everything that, that Dr. Messier mentioned. We'll, we'll put in the notes of the episode. And thanks as always, our first health and wellness bonus episode. I love it. Take care of yourselves out there. Take care of yourselves. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.